Hello, and thanks for tuning in to a new episode of Good People Talk, the podcast of the Good People Fund. This is where we have deep dive conversations with social entrepreneurs funded by GPF to change their communities and societies in extraordinary ways. I'm Glenn Rosencrantz of the Good People Fund. I was in Israel recently and visited Kaima Nahalal. It's a working farm in the north and it's the newest member of the Kaima network of five organic farms. They employ teens who have dropped out of school or are otherwise at risk and empowers them with skills and a community of caring so they don't enter what can often be a perilous spiral through life. Our guest is Mayrav Karmi, who had the vision several years ago to devote her beautiful family farm to the Kaima model. In this case, to specifically help and uplift teenage girls through challenging periods of their young lives. We were joined by Nila, one of Kaima Nahalal's success stories. Here's our conversation. Mayrav and Nila, thank you for joining this podcast of the Good People Fund this morning. It's really wonderful to be sitting on this beautiful farm in northern Israel with the both of you. So thank you. Thank you for coming. And thank you for the tour of the farm that you gave me this morning. Yeah, my family is here from 1921. Mm-hmm. Actually, the father of my grandfather was one of the founders of Moshav Nalal and. It's the first. It's the first moshav in Israel. So, yeah, it's for generation. The family is here, and uh, uh, my grandfather used to run it. He, we used to grow flowers, and we had orchards of fruit trees, apples, plums, pecans, citrus trees. It was quite a heaven when it's, I was a child. I'm sure it was. It's a real source of wonderful memories for you. Yeah. You were describing earlier. There have been various uses and and versions of this land, your family farm, over the years and over the generations. Mm -hmm. The Kaima Nahalal transformation is is rather recent. Uh, Kaima was established in 2016, but way before it, on 2007, I started an ecological farm. I called it Yesh Me'ain. It's uh, like Genesis creation, something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, 20 years ago, my grandfather passed away. He, he was ill because of use of pesticides and chemical in agriculture. And for uh, quite a while, the land was resting and uh, mourning is uh, early living. And in 2007, I went to do a permaculture course in the Center for Creative Ecology in Kibbutz Lotan. And I was inspired to create a a farm, an ecological farm that will be a home for for sustainable education. Uh And people start coming to build this place from all over the world. We, We had a small village inside a village, like a small community living on on the land and creating this amazing space. We have here a a straw bale house that we made from mud, from local soil, and local wheat (laughs) that was growing here. And And let me say that, because those who are listening to this can't possibly envision how beautiful this is and what a wonderful job you did. Thank you. We'll post pictures on the podcast website so so people can see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And after a while, we were all singles when we started. It was all just a group of young people. And, and after a few years, a few couples pop up. And in one year, three babies were born on the farm. And step by step, people start renting their own place and living out of the farm. And when my youngest child was three years old and went to kindergarten, I was just sitting outside of my house and looking at this amazing building and in the gardens and everything. And, and I was calling for a new vision to mm-hmm. come and fill up this container mm-hmm. that was full of amazing hands and love uh, that built it. And just a bit after, I met uh, Yoav Saban that uh, told me uh, that Kaima Bezait is actually inspiring more activists group to create more Kaima farm around Israel. And it was bingo straight away. Mm-hmm. Like I knew this is it. This what need to be here. There is lots of land that was resting from use of chemicals and herbs that just grew and and fade and enrich the soil and this amazing structure that can contain an amazing activity inside. And yeah, we start working straight away. Merab, what exactly is the Kaima model and how is it playing out in, in this new spot? Okay, so in general, the Kaima network is, is four farms in Israel in different locations. All of them are uh, hiring teenagers, uh, the ages 15 to 18, that dropped out of school. And the platform is empowerment through empowerment through employment. Mm-hmm. And when we started the farm, something special happened. It was the same time that the Me Too campaign was issued. Mm-hmm. And we were just a group of founders and volunteers that came to help us out and we were sitting eating our breakfast and we were talking about the Me Too campaign and and each one was sharing her own experience if it's a rape or sexual assault and and one were telling her story and the other one was telling her sister's story or her mother's story or a friend's story and we realized that each second of us is actually been raped in her childhood or when she was a teenager, and and me too. And so it was very personal. It was very personal, and it was very intimate conversation just over breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I realized there is a potential of it, and I suggested we will be only women and girls, kind of farm. Mm-hmm. And we are the only one in the network that is operating like this. And we said, let's do a pilot. Okay. <laughs> and one year pass, and mm-hmm. another one pass. And we actually, this week, celebrating our three-year-old birthday of the farm. Of Kaima Nahal. Because we established it in 2016, but we actually start operating, hiring girls uh, only in 2017. And that's the, the platform. The idea is multi-age woman and girl farm. Uh, that every, every space, if it's in the field or while eating or while packing our deliveries, 
every space is intimate and conversation on women issues can pop up and talk very openly. Well, I think you already answered my next question, which was to be why do you think that a dedicated program of this sort is is important for girls and, and young women? So first, as I said, is the intimate place, yeah. you know, like to have a place that you can gain trust again, mm-hmm. uh, to communicate with people again, and not to be occupied with how do you look and if while you're weeding or cropping, your shirt is a bit like this or mm-hmm. your pants is a bit like this. And we can get dirty. <laughs> we can m- make fool of ourselves and laugh, and we can cry and we can share. The second thing is uh, this healing power of nature, mm-hmm. walking outside and have some silent time mm-hmm. walking and just meditating while weeding because you really need to be into the moment, into what you're doing. I really and can't even describe how peaceful it is here. <laughs> That's the sense that I got as soon as we drove in, that this is a very peaceful, mindful place, one that you created very purposefully. And as you're describing the mission of this farm now and your passion and your own experience, mm-hmm. I'm seeing such a, a combination or a melding of everything nearly that you're about mm-hmm. as a female, as an environmentalist, um, as somebody who's very wedded to the land, and somebody who has a very strong passion for helping a younger generation of women or girls. Yeah. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Because that's how I'm reading oh, yeah. you, and I think it's, it is, it's wonderful. It is. It's nice to hear you saying it, <laughs> but uh, I never summarize it to myself, but yes, it is. How many girls are currently here? Um, and currently? Yeah. And let's count. Yeah, we're 12. About 12. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that pretty much the capacity here, or...? Could you take more? It's changing because some are coming for one day and some are coming for three days and some for four. So we can get more. We are ready for more. (laughs) Okay. We are joined by Nila, who's 19 and has been at the farm or working here for, did you say two years? Yeah. Nila, what brought you here? I dropped out of school uh, in my 11th grade in the beginning of the year. And I was just searching for a platform to work or to volunteer, to do something. And my mother told me um, about this place. And I just came to see, like, for a job interview. And I remember I was uh, sitting for maybe 15 minutes or something like that, talking to... Uh, one of the girls here, she was explaining the job and the character of this place. And like after 15 minutes, I realized that this is this is my place, and I started working right away. And since then, I'm here. And that's what that was two years ago. Yeah. What What are some of the things that you've you've been doing here for two years, in terms of responsibilities? Um, and we can hear the 
Are those roosters outside? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just I learned the basic job of uh, working with the ground, mm-hmm. like uh, making uh, beds. Yeah, making beds and uh, and growing the vegetables. And I started working with the motoric, uh, like the weed whacker, and uh, mostly I like I learned about myself. Like most of the time, I just gained so many like um, abilities. Yeah, abilities as well as it sounds like self-awareness and inner strength. Yeah. We were just talking about this this, this morning mm-hmm. with Leo um, and I told her I cannot even explain you like who I was before before I came here. I can't remember like I'm, I came a totally different person. I gained so many things and, and so so much knowledge and um, I feel like I have a long way before me but uh, I was... very empowered and I'm very confident of my myself my womanhood and like Mira mm-hmm. she's a success story obviously and yes. I'm sure that you right <laughs> she was a key image in our team right she still and, is and just going with that point because yeah. you before we Nila, all gathered here yeah Nila was the first one to arrive uh-huh. to the farm uh-huh. she was the first young to join us before this we did only summer program with mm-hmm. teenagers from the municipality right. here and and she arrived and she she created a bridge for other girls to come and and join us and She's finishing her national service with us mm-hmm. in three weeks from now. And we wish her all the best. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll be back for visits and all that. That's right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, How are you identifying girls who may benefit from being here? How, are they, how, how is the match being made? We are we have girls that uh, are directed from the social services so sometimes they come first with a social worker uh, sometimes it's parents that are calling sometimes it's friends that are calling for a friend uh, mm-hmm. or a manager of a boarding school and so we have always a little bit of a background uh, sometimes we ask not to know more than a little bit because we want things to come naturally and friendship to be created authentically because most of the girls are quite tired from teachers or social workers therapists and stuff like this like they don't need another one uh, like this and it's important for us that the communication with adult role model will be based on trust and, and real friendship mm-hmm. so we don't have something in the background that someone already told us about mm-hmm. always when someone approaches I I try to look if she really needs us and it's quite hard because it seems that any girl and woman can benefit of coming here mm-hmm. But we cannot allow ourselves, we cannot afford ourselves, hire all of them. So I always ask myself how we can help, if we can help, and how necessary it is, and if it's the right place. 
And the land here and what's growing here is as much of a catalyst of positive change yeah. as any therapist, yeah. right? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, I especially like the sprouts. We're making sprouts for yeah. our uh, basket uh, delivery. And sprouts, it's such a rewarding crop. Talk you about just, that. What do you mean? You seed them. Yeah. And a week after, you crop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you sell them. So you just spread the seeds, and a week after, you have this amazing product. And a yeah. very quick evolution. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. For me, like the, uh, it was the first time in my life I felt like I'm doing something. I'm going through a process with like the, the vegetables. The, so that like I do something and I see what's grow out of it because I was going to school for most of my life yeah. then. I was like learning some stuff, but I didn't feel like I'm actually... like getting the faults out of it I just do I just do things for doing it and then I came here and and I did something that was like processed like I did something to do for after like two months I was um, harvesting the fruits and it was so beautiful it was uh, like um, I realized like the the circle it was like the circle of life mm-hmm. i realized that everything is like going like in cycles in yeah yeah beautiful yeah i think wednesday when we wednesday is our day of delivery so we we pick the vegetables we uh, we pack them and we deliver them and on the every day you plant you seed you weed you make new beds for vegetables But then once a week, you pick all of it mm-hmm. for like 70 families. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this, this room is full of boxes with vegetables. And you're like, wow, we have all this in the farm? Like, you walk like this in the past and you say, what there is here to sell? And then delivery day arrive and everything is full of mm-hmm. vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. Is there a down season here when you're not... doing any picking or harvesting or is it pretty not, much year-round not really it's year-round we have right now we kind of in, in a low point of the winter and we have a low point of the summer when mm. it's too hot also for the te- for the vegetables we put shading net but there is kind of kind of a season it's a bit low mm-hmm. also the deliveries are low because everybody leaves israel it's right. too hot right. right so It's kind of balancing, but uh, when when the vegetables are low, it means that we can do other preparation for new beds. Just now we plant uh, new uh, new beds of baby plants. Kaima Nahalal is a new grantee mm-hmm. organization of the Good People Fund. Yes. Can you talk about what that means to be part of The Good People Fund community of people who are making positive change mm. in the world and Tikkun Olam. Yeah. At the beginning, uh, the first time I heard about the Good People Fund, it was when we raised a fund from another organization in the States and and Yoni from Kaima Bezaiti tell me, yes, there is the Good People Fund and they can transfer the money for us. Uh, they give the... 
501c3 for us and and we can get them and I was like oh nice there is this organization right. and then he said I want to introduce you to Naomi that is running this amazing organization that would be Naomi Eisenberg Naomi, the executive yes. director yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and uh, he said she's an amazing person you have to meet and we were uh, emailing each other a little bit and then Naomi arrived last year on my birthday mm-hmm. and straight away it was such a friendly uh, meeting and she asked to know about the place and we made a tour around then she said and what do you need and I said we actually really need a tiller and it was at the same time of the year and it was just before we wanted to grow our field to make it almost double the size and we knew we cannot do it by hand mm-hmm. like it's we will be lost sure and she said happy birthday you got a tiller <laughs> <laughs> and and since then I every time I, I have something to discuss or something to consult I, I know I can email her and and she's there and this year when she came I, I really felt I have a friend you know it, that it's friendship that it's not I always uh, imagine myself as donors connection something quite distant you know like you give reports you get money and with the good people found it's different it's it's a feeling of a family mm-hmm. uh, David was here Steve came this first Two time board members yes yes and and it was it was really a, a friendly environment and I felt I can share directly honestly everything that is going on and and everybody is towards solutions and yeah. and there is like a mutual will to take this uh, organization up it's it's a great support beautiful yeah. Final question, because I know you've got stuff to do. You know, five or ten years from now, what do you see? I have an old dream <laughs> that is is since I did the permaculture course in Kibbutz Lotan, and I don't know how it will integrate to what we're doing here, but for sure more girls and amazing nursery and a cooling room and... Uh, bigger size of uh, of land but I have this vision of creating another branch of uh, Kaima for a different uh, population mm-hmm. and it's something that since I was a researcher for documentary movie I'm occupied by uh, a post-trauma man from from the army I think it's a Oh, um, very high percentage of the Israeli population with PTSD. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, since uh, the Lebanon war, there is too much of uh, war inside civil societies. You know, I think I think most of it is coming from this. The army is fighting civil population and not another army. This is the tragedy of Israel, I think. And it's our men and young boys that are paying the price, and it's influencing our society. In a way, 
that I think need to be supported. And I think this kind of work can be perfect to empower those, those men through agriculture work. Are, are you speaking specifically about uh, veteran, um, IDF veterans or yes. civilians also? Yes, yes, yes. IDF. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it can be an amazing practice and, and a job uh, for, for people who mm-hmm. can, uh, cannot function on their everyday yeah. uh, life. And I think it can be amazing. But uh, I'm more connected to the woman part <laughs> at the moment. Well, it also sounds like yeah. a, a logical expansion yeah. of, of your think, work. I think it, it's, uh, it cannot be here, you know? Mm-hmm. What we do here is what we do here. But uh, if I can, can empower another farm to do this, I will be happy to do this. I'm really looking forward to staying in touch, well, with both of you um, and seeing where you both go with from here. And I want to thank you both for being wonderful hosts this morning from the walk through the farm when I got here to a wonderful country breakfast in the farmhouse. <laughs> Walker's. It was wonderful. Walker's breakfast. I'm, um, thank you both so much. Thank you, Glenn. We'll keep in touch, and we'll do this again. Thank you very much. Okay.